I sound normal. Yeah, That's you actually sound shocking. normal for once. <laughs> oh. Hello? Is there somebody there? It's to deliver us some evil podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. So, Mel, are you excited for all the kitties going around collecting candy? It is Halloween. I would it? like some candy. I would love some candy. I will strip tease for some candy. <laughs> Speaking of candy, welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I'm Elijah Newton. This is Mel November. Hi there. And this is our Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Rocking out with the ghouls, with the ghosts. With ghosts and ghouls and goblins and vampires and pull your titties out for Satan 666. Ah, <laughs> fuck yeah, rock on. Oh, hell yeah. This, this is my jams right here, man. All right, Mel, why don't you tell them what the tasty treat today was? <laughs> that was Halloween Again by the Zombie Dandies. You can look them up on YouTube and give them a shout, and we will play the full song at the end of the episode. Yeah, so make sure you stay for the full episode if you don't already, because that will be our outro music, and we will play it in its entirety for you if you yes, like the song that good much. good stuff. It is some good stuff. All right, Mel, it's our Halloween special. There are yes. kids going around doing some bullshit, throwing eggs at people, TPing an old man's house, kicking old ladies downstairs as they should. <laughs> and drum roll, you got to do a drum roll. Today we are covering a very special case. It involves Halloween and the near death of Halloween. Yes. And we have a weird source. So we saw a documentary not too long ago. What's it called, Mo? It is called Killer Legends. From 2014, we watched it a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, we watched it a few months ago, and, and it's got a very few, good documentary. Yeah, it's, it's got a few urban legends in it, and like cases that involve around it. It's a pretty good documentary, and it does have the case we are going to cover today, which the case is the case of Ronald Clark O'Brien, aka the man who killed Halloween. Almost killed Halloween. Almost. Almost killed Halloween. I'm, I, I have it as he killed Halloween, but he definitely, he, he, he came damn near close to it. <laughs> he was for a time the most hated man in America. Yes. And that's saying a Even lot. Even by small children. Yeah, we've had Jeffrey Dahmer. We've had Ed Gein. We've had um, people cut yeah, Ted Bundy. People <laughs> cutting off their mother's tits and fucking their like their retarded moms. Was uh, what was that tranny guy? Uh, I know I'm going to get canceled for calling him a tranny, but uh, oh the, yeah, that, that's that kid, right. The kid yes. on the internet uh, who's very popular. Uh, yes. We'll eventually cover his case. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he he fucked his senile mother, you know, a lot. And he's not even nearly as hated as Ronald Clark O'Brien was. Yeah, I mean, he's literally taking candy from babies or tried. No, 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 no. His issue, Ryan, Ronald Clark O'Brien's issue is that he was giving candy. Oh, that's to right, kids. because he was giving. Okay. Yeah, he was giving. Yeah, he wasn't taking candy from them. He was giving them candy. So Ronald Clark O'Brien is a famous poisoner from Pasadena, Texas, who killed his eight-year-old son Timothy O'Brien on Halloween back in 1974. What was his murder weapon, Mel? You don't know because you don't got notes. I don't, I don't so have I'm going to tell you. I'm trying to remember the documentary. So was he like killed. Arsenic or something? No, eh, close enough. He used cyanide laced oh, candy in order right. to claim what would be just over a million dollars of life, life insurance money in today's currency. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. He's yeah. a real nice motherfucker to be covering 19, on Halloween. 1974. So you guys I want was, your candy kitties? I was one year old. I was a year old. But I do remember Halloween being yeah. fraught with, you know... Definitely well, you can go out, but I have to check for like razor blades and shit. Like how yeah, are you going to check well, for like cyanide though? I, I will cover the whole like urban superstition regarding <laughs> this case, but it's essentially, he's not the source of it. He's the, uh, he's the kind of guy who took advantage of it. So, oh, okay. so the idea the, of the stranger the, the, out there, you the know, poisoning sociopath. kids. Yeah, yeah. That existed, you know, within the fear levels of adults. This guy just kind of made it a reality. Although technically... To this day, there's never been a case of a stranger poisoning children on Halloween. He's the only one who's ever killed a kid with poison candy on Halloween, but it was his own son, so technically not a stranger. So it doesn't fit the, you know. That is odd that all the paranoia around it every single year and and hysteria. And And there's there's never never been an actual case of like the stranger doing it. It's usually just someone you know poisoning your kids. So, so it's like so a relief. That. Wow, this this guy killed his own kid. What a relief! Yeah, that what a relief. Is. Remember that kid. It's, I can go it's out not and get the stranger candy now. pedophile down the street is going to poison you. It's mommy and daddy in the kitchen. <laughs> six 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 hell Satan. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> All right, so Ronald Clark O'Brien. Let's get in a little bit into who he was before the okay. murder. Uh, he was married to uh, Daneen O'Brien. Okay. I, I, I can't Denine? pronounce it. It's D-A-Y-N-E-N-E. That might be a Southern Texan. Oh, my. Wow. The story takes place in Texas, so okay. it might be like a weird Texan name. All right. I don't fucking know, but it's Daneen to me. Daneen. Uh, right. They lived in Deer Park, Texas, and uh, they had two had two kids with her, like, real quickly. Got married. Boom. She shit out two kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were only married for, like, 10 years, and his son, who was the oldest kid, uh, t- Timmy, I think he was, like, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, they're only married for 10 years. So a quick marriage. And uh, O'Brien, throughout this entire life, had had a hard time holding down two jobs. Well, any jobs. But he held down, like, two jobs at one point in time. And he was like, fuck yeah. this shit. This, this ain't for me. And he would, so he would often resort to fraudulent means in order to make money. Oh, so, so he, he was, was a very fraudster. Involved. Yeah, okay. he was a fraudster. He loved to In- you know, Interesting. They take did not all those cover hard, that in the hardworking pennies away from all those multimillionaires out there who work very hard for the pennies. He took them. Hey, from deliver them. us some evil doesn't even make pennies. Yeah, we don't. But even we are make doing. Peanuts. We're covering things in in covering things deeper than the, and it's the documentary where they if did. If you get wanted paid. to start paying me, Mel, for all the research and the hard work I do for this podcast, <laughs> I will even accept the disgusting ass candy corn. Just make sure it's the no, pumpkin. I, ones. I wouldn't. I candy Just, corn is like the no, scourge no, 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 of no. the Halloween. You see, season. I, I have like a weird thing. I hate the candy corns itself, but yeah. I don't mind the candy pumpkins. I know, I know it's technically the same no, I, exact I do. Candy. I don't care. You can put a smiley face on it. But it's still disgusting. I know it's the same candy, but for some reason, it's got, a, it's got it. green. You're a millennial, yeah. though, so that Reshape it, you. put a little green dye in there, and it's something completely different. And they're also pretty good if you like have like a little Bailey's and hot cocoa, and you throw a couple of those pumpkins you in there. You can probably put anything in that, and it would taste oh, good. so good. <laughs> so good. All right, so yeah, he was a bit of a fraudster, and he liked to steal money a lot. And in the decade prior to the murder of Timothy O'Brien, Ronald, Ronald held 21 different jobs. Wait, and wait, in, in what time period? Like the decades, like 10 years. Oh so my it's God. literally throughout his entire marriage, he had like 21 different jobs, and he accrued over $100,000 in debt, which oh. in today's standards is like 550000 how do you even, ma- unless you have your own business, how do you even manage well, that? Well, he would take out loans from the banks and then just not pay them back. 
and they kept giving him loans <laughs> yeah so at the time of his oh, arrest for, so at the time of his arrest right he worked as an optician at texas state optical in deer park texas oh where he was essentially being investigated at the time for theft in the workplace and was already on the verge of being fired for from his job so he was a thorough scumbag yeah thorough scumbag but hey we all love the thorough scumbags oh man and if that doesn't if that doesn't make you hate him even more then this next little tidbit will o'brien was also the deacon at the second baptist church where he also sang choir and ran a local busing program to get disabled members of the church to services and events Wow. So I just want to wow. ask you, all right, so we, we know about a few other serial killers. We haven't covered, covered them on the podcast yet, but we had uh, BTK um, on the Dennis Raider, and when you have uh, uh, Gacy, John yeah, Wayne Gacy, what, I, what, he they was were involved all involved in like, in, like the church in, and local yeah, politics. So, that was some scary shit. He was like a he was like a public figure yeah, doing all yeah. kinds of like charitable I, I, and stuff I'm and sure, all that. I'm pretty sure BTK, uh, um, he was actually a dean, a deacon at, at his church oh, as wow. well. Wow! So it just really establishes the fact that the church attracts scumbags. <laughs> so kiddies, tonight when you go trick or treating, avoid the church. Avoid any man in, cl- in cloth whatsoever. He will poison <laughs> you, or he will cut your mom's tits off and turn them into wallets. <laughs> So, you know, just avoid those guys. Church is bad. Church is bad. <laughs> Even though it's technically 2022 and the only way you can officially rebel against your parents is to join it like the Christian faith. <laughs> because like you can't smoke weed anymore because it's legal. You can't go suck a dude's dick because that's acceptable. You can't yep. just cut your tits off and, you know, grow a penis magically because that is also acceptable. It's actually so the, encouraged. Yeah, yeah, it's encouraged. So the only thing you really have to do is go join the Christian faith. <laughs> Hell yeah. Join <laughs> join up with the God's army if you want to rebel on this Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so he was a thorough scumbag through and through, and the church just confirms it. <laughs> At the time of his arrest, you know, again, I w- we went through the $100,000 of debt. His vehicle was also being repossessed. He was oh, defaulting wow. on his mortgage. And he wow. had several loans that he just wasn't paying that he took out from the go- uh, from the government and from the bank. Oh, wow. And days before Halloween, the, so this is a few days before the Halloween in 74, he was bragging to his co- co-workers who at the time were aware of him being investigated for theft. This is when he was an op- yeah. optometrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was before before the murders, days before Halloween. He was bragging to his coworkers about how his financial struggles would soon come would soon come to an end. Oh my god! So yeah, but again, oh, remember god. these motherfuckers also knew that he was being investigated I for theft in the workplace. With this man. Yeah, so this guy is bragging about how he's making money, and they're just probably assuming that it's all got to do with the shit he's doing yeah, at the work. Fucking, no, I don't think anyone stealing. but him really had a clue as to what oh, his plan my was. God. Yeah, so he's a scumbag through and through. So over the months before Halloween, unbeknownst to his wife, O'Brien took out several life insurance policies on both of his children. Oh, how do you even take out a life insurance policy on your kids? That, you, that's, you just, that's bizarre. Well, I, In and of itself, I, I don't that's know, bizarre. I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but apparently the uh, the insurance guy, their insur- his insurance agent, was uh, objecting to that very heavily but despite his objections ronald first took out a ten thousand dollar policy on each of his kids that oh that, that time God. right father of the year and then a week later a week after he took out the first ten thousand dollar policies he took out another an additional ten thousand dollar policy on each kids so right oh, now we're at like forty thousand wow. dollars 
And then just before Halloween, he took an additional $10,000 policy out on each kid. So each kid's at $30,000. He's at like $60,000 in policies. If he offs both kids mysteriously. Yeah, by Halloween, which is over a million dollars in today's cash. Wow. Yeah. Scumbag father of the year. Oh, my God. I mean, this is 1974, so like... If you want to talk about like other scumbag shit that parents used to do, like I like I was born in the nineties and my mom used to like put my name on like the phone bill and like the power bill and just not pay it and it really fucked up my insurance. <laughs> parents were doing that shit in the seventies all the fucking time. Oh my god. You wanted you wanted to, you know, get a quick, you know, a quick couple bucks to make, you know, a dime to, you know, go buy some coke, put something in your kid's name take money out there because they're not going to worry about it until like 20 years when they turn 18 and then all of a sudden debt collectors yeah then the debt collectors like hey 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 back when you were two you scumbag piece of shit (laughs) back when you were two you took a loan you gotta pay that shit back you (laughs) fucking asshole the real the real og the The real ones who were were infants when they were committing their crimes oh my god all those scumbag (laughs) infants not paying back their loans fucking jesus no but wonder why our economy's in the shitter. Diapster ganker, gangsters. <laughs> Diaper, diaper gangsters, yes. <laughs> you know, do a little drive-by with a little milk cart. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. So that takes us to the night of the murder. It's Halloween, October 31st, 1974. It's overcast. It's, it looks like it's going to rain, but it might not. You don't know. But you go out anyways because you want that sweet, sweet candy. It's just calling <laughs> your name. And O'Brien and his neighbor, Jim Bates, took their four kids, you know, the four kids collective, so two each, yeah. trick-or-treating through Deer Park, Texas that Halloween. And it was still early in the evening, so, you know, the forecast was definitely calling for rain, so they right. were trying to, you know, get it, in, get it in before it started raining. Yeah. Only a few houses into the evening, O'Brien walks the four kids to a house that Looked like nobody was home, yeah. And and Bates waited at the sidewalk, watched them walk up. Right. Problem is, Bates could not see the door to this house because there was like a wall that was like blocking the door. Right. So you could see the kids walk up, but they disappeared behind like this little wall, right? And the kids knocked on the door, and when nobody answered, they ran off to the next house, leaving O'Brien on his own. Right. Bates follows the kids to the next house. O'Brien, during the investigation, claimed that the owner of the house came to the door after the kids ran off and opened it just far enough to reach out a hairy hand and give him five 21-inch long pixie sticks for the kiddos, I'll put kiddos in air quotes, before quickly closing the door. And he described it as a hairy hand? He described it specifically as a hairy hand. As a hairy hand. Yes. And so, I mean, just logically speaking, if, I was, hairy a, hand. if I was a parent and this hairy fucking hand reaches through a door, like... Like, like here's like, some pixie like, stick. And his story, like, the door, like, cracked open a little bit, so you couldn't see who was on the other side of the door. Just the hand. Just, just enough for the hand to reach out with a candy. I'm not taking definitely that given, shit. Definitely giving that to my kids. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to definitely give that to the, to the kids. So Bates claimed that O'Brien caught up to them at the next house and had five pixie sticks in his hand, which he gave one to each of the kids in the group and the fifth to a 10-year-old boy that he recognized from their church. So yeah, father of the year. Not only did he give this weird fucking candy he got from his, like a hairy he hand He didn't poison the all of them, did he? Oh my God. Well, I'll get to that. But not only did he take the candy from this hairy fucking hand, we couldn't see it. The hairy He hand. decided to give it to not only his kids, his neighbor's kids, and then some strange fucking kid that he recognized. Hey, maybe his dad had taken out an insurance policy on him. You don't maybe know. They, maybe they're all in on it. Who knows? <laughs> and then due to an early rain, they were forced to end the candy hunt and return home with their loot. So they only made it like two blocks. Oh. Wow. So they didn't really do a lot of trick-or-treating. 
while at the Bates house, you know, the, the, the kids and the dads were in the garage. Dads cracked a cold beer. They were drinking. The kids were eating the candy. Yeah. Uh, one of Bates's kids and his eight-year-old son is trying to open up one of the pixie sticks that it was handed to him by uh, O'Brien. And O'Brien flips out and sees the kid trying to gnaw on like the staple because it's got it's got like a big staple like on like on. I don't on the know what pixie, pixie sticks, sticks looked like back then. They, they they're just this is like this is like a big twenty one inch long big gulp thing. So, Damn. Yeah, they're expensive. You would not want to hand them out on Halloween because you're losing a mint. <laughs> you're, you're, Even you're in nineteen seventy four, you're losing <laughs> a lot of money. Pixie sticks. Yeah, no. This is, <laughs> Don't start the beanie baby craze, okay? <laughs> so yeah, no, you wouldn't want to do this. And they had like a little staple on, like on the end of them, so you could like pop the staple off and like you know oh, just chug okay. it. But these ones were resealed, so they had a bigger staple than they should have. And the kids can't like you'll see a lot of the kids had oh, an issue getting the staple done. So he saw that the little eight year old was trying to eat this candy, and he flung himself over the table to snatch out of the kid's hands. Which obviously ended the evening for both of the adults. Because he because he like seemed to spaz out. Yeah, over he this spazzed one. out and stole the candy from the kid's hand, and and that's not suspicious. Yeah, it's, oh, I mean, it's definitely not suspicious. Not it's suspicious not, it's at all. It's not suspicious. He just apparently <laughs> really likes pixie sticks, and so the Bates, you know, Bates is just like, all right, I think that's the end of the evening, <laughs> and so O'Brien and his kids went back home. When O'Brien and his kids got home, he gave each of them one last piece of candy before going to bed. He encouraged Timothy to try the pixie sticks. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it sounds gross. It sounds fucked up, but it gets so much worse. Oh, thanks for that. Oh, my God. It gets so much worse. So Timothy had a hard time getting the candy out since there was a large staple at the end of the uh, at the end of the tube. Yeah. And the candy at the top of the tube had become hardened. Well, that's oh my god. Uh it, it gets worse. It gets Definitely worse. eat that. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you get pixie sticks and it's hard at the top, just smush it up, pour it down your <laughs> throat. You're all good. It's all sugar. That's all it is. It's just sugar. So I mean, fucking hey, just you know, go in the pantry and just dump the sugar down your throat. It's a pixie stick. Yeah. All right, so Ronald O'Brien crushed the end of the tube to soften the candy so that it'll come out of the tube easier. And then with his pocket knife, he cut the end off. And then with a smile, he handed it back to Timothy. Wow. So not only did he poison the pixie stick, not only did he give the poison pixie stick to his son, not only did he encourage his son to eat the poison pixie stick, but then he made it easier for his son to actually eat the fucking thing. Wow. And then he had the balls to smile. Wow. If you're going to do that kind of thing, if you're going to be that kind of a sociopath, at least do it with a smile. I know, right? Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, I lost my track of my notes. Uh, all right. Yeah. So he handed Timothy back the, the pixie stick and Timothy gulped it down with glee. Oh, he gulped man. down the pixie stick, the candy, and then complained that it tasted bitter. Oh, goodness. Oh, this is going to make this is making my stomach actually turn. This is horrible. Yeah, horrific. yeah. He, he he said that the candy tasted bitter, and Tim and uh, O'Brien, Ronnie, little Ronald O'Brien, offered his son a glass of Kool Aid to wash it down. Oh, wow, sure wasn't nice flavor guy. aid. <laughs> uh, no, it, it said specifically Kool Aid. Oh, right. okay. So this is cool. This yeah, flavor aid is the socialist Kool Aid. Oh, okay. All right? That yes. was Jonestown. Right? Yeah, that that was, that was Jonestown that was, that was with, with a flavor aid. All right. 
they were sponsored. <laughs> but I mean, he sounds like a nice guy. Like, granted, he he's done a lot of shady things with the candy. Maybe oh not father God. of the year material for poisoning it and giving giving it to your son. But he's, he was nice and he gave his son something nice and refreshing to wash down the poison with. Wow. I mean, honestly, though, that's father of the year material, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like right. what, if you were given like a poison pixie stick, what would be like your, you know, like your, <laughs> the beverage of choice to wash it down with? <laughs> my own tears. I don't know. But you're not going to know it's poisoned. You're a kid. You're a dumb little, you're a dumb little piece of shit kid. I don't know. I'm, I was only, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go, I didn't go trick or treating that year, I guess. Just, uh, I don't yeah. know that I would want to remember that I was only a year old. <laughs> you were only, uh, you might've gone trick or treating. Your parents probably just ate the candy. You no, know, they could have gotten poisoned. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine how much better your life would have been if, like, one of your parents died when you were, like, one due to, like, a poison pixie stick. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to touch that one. <laughs> no, but you can imagine it would be better, right? No. No? No? You, you no. like your parents? I, I... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about that. But I like where my life is right now because I'm doing the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast with Elijah. So motherfucking you think Newton. that through some weird? Hey, like, the butterfly effect. Yeah, man. weird butterfly effect. We would not have met if one of them died. We <laughs> would not have ever met. Right, and that would be Probably, that would be a true tragedy because your life would have been better. <laughs> See, so your life is such a piece of shit. That's how me and you met. <laughs> See. One poison pixie stick could have. That's made all it your takes. Is one better. poison pixie stick. That's all it does. Change your life forever. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say that my my beverage of choice when I'm washing down poison candy or just like any poison, probably a nice Coca Cola. You wouldn't sponsored. be like absinthe or something like that. I, I you see it's bitter. If the poison's bitter, you don't use more bitter to wash it down with. Why? Because then you just think it's the absinthe. No, no, because I <laughs> had one and then the other. My my brain doesn't just go, both are bitter, so must only be the absent. <laughs> All right, I'm not a lemming. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I'd go with something sweet. Because again, when you, when, when you make absinthe, you add sugar to it. Oh, that's right. If you're a pussy, <laughs> after diluting it, you add sugar. So the, the, the sweetness and the bitterness kind of yeah. like, you know, the, the, they go hand in hand. So probably like some pineapple juice or something. Yeah, like pineapple juice. I I, I love a nice Coke and nice Frost. And it's 1974, so this is like when you had like the real good, sugar, like the good Coke recipe. <laughs> yeah, these days we call it the retro Coke. Yeah, you know? yeah. But this is like right, right after they took the cocaine out of it, though, isn't it? Like didn't they stop putting cocaine in Coke at <laughs> I, like the 50s? I actually don't know, but it it was well before the yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. So they went from cocaine to sugar. Yeah. And then now, what, what do I get? Is it high fructose more? corn syrup? I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I think your generation was the high fructose corn syrup and the, like the, yeah. the Gen X. And then millennials, we got like fucking like aspartame or some shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's in like everything now. Yeah, and it doesn't it's even also have to in have an embalming fluid. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> All right. So at, minutes after Timothy ate, ingested the candy, he said, oh, it's bitter, daddy. And he, he's like, oh, here's Sonny. Here's some nice Kool-Aid to wash it down with. Timothy ran to the bathroom, so he didn't even make it to his bedroom. He ran immediately to the bathroom, started vomiting, oh retching, and complaining that his tummy hurts. Aww. He's like, oh, daddy, oh, my tummy hurts. That's so, and that's frothing so at the mouth before oh going God. limp in O'Brien's arms. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so I, I'm just imagining like really bad Romeo and Juliet. It's like, oh, daddy, my tummy hurts. Oh, I can't feel so even well. imagine. The, the and he's just like, you know, all limp. And then like Romeo wakes up. It's like, a man oh who no, can do that to his own son, to his own child. I mean, when you're desperate enough, like, like, see, O'Brien seems to have skipped past. Like, like when a man is desperate enough for money, he'll commit a crime, and then if his desperation gets worse, he'll suck dick for money. Seems like O'Brien went straight from like skipped over the committing crime part because he'd been doing that his entire life. Right. Skipped right over the sucking dick and went straight to murdering your son. <laughs> Jeez. Which I I feel like if there's you're, a page missing yeah, from his like, instruction. Like, there's book. a page missing. He might have skipped a few steps. It might have been like, you know, like like commit a crime, suck some dick, you know, donate sperm at a sperm bank if that wasn't like before the crime. Yeah, he doesn't go to the blood bank or yeah, something like, like yeah, that. He's not he goes donating right plasma. He's not son. giving sperm away. He's just, you know, uh, fuck it, insurance, let's go kill my son. Oh my God. And his his plan was to either A, make it make the police believe that the pixie sticks were meant to kill everyone else so it would just, you know, be less, you know, less suspicion on him. Or B, he wanted to kill a bunch of kids to hide the one murder. He he admitted that he didn't admit that that was his his motivation. But those are the only only two motivations that make sense: either hide the fact that he was the source of the pixie sticks, or hide the fact that the one murder that he really wanted was his kids, oh, with the well. murders of other kids. Blame it on the hairy hand. Yeah, uh, it's always about the hairy hand. You know, honestly, that that neighbor sounds like he, he masturbates way too much. <laughs> he needs to shave that hand. All right, yeah. So you know, Timmy just not having a good night. He he dies on his way to the hospital. Oh, he didn't even make it to the hospital. No, but lucky for him, Father of the Year was the one who called for an ambulance. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he got he died on the way to the hospital. It's kind of sad. Poor Timmy. How old was he? He was uh, eight years old. Oh my goodness! Yeah, ripped Timmy. Wow! But at least he got to see the golden years of his parents' marriage before he won. You are so damn dark sometimes. Holy it's shit! It's Halloween, Mel. It is. You didn't buy me Halloween candy w- yet. I will be buying the candy. How, how are you going to? Are you going to wait until after Halloween <laughs> to buy the candy on the cheap? On the cheap. But that defeats the purpose of it being Halloween candy. I want candy now. It's Halloween. Where's the candy? I got a fucking mug of cold hot cocoa <laughs> over here. Cold cocoa. One hundred and forty dollars for groceries and forgot the damn Halloween yeah, candy. Fuck you. I want my candy. <laughs> and I don't, even, I don't even have the ability to dress up for Halloween to go trick-or-treating because everyone knows that the Great Pumpkin doesn't exist. So I can't dress <laughs> up as Great Pumpkin. I can't. No. No. We'll have to get you some pumpkin-shaped candy corn. Oh, uh, that's that's what I'll get you for your, for Halloween candy. How would you like a big bag of that? Like a five-pound bag that. of that Honestly, and some 21-inch pixie sticks. Yeah, those might be the only candies you'll find after Halloween. So I'll, I will take those. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so at first, the cops didn't suspect O'Brien for being, you know, like anything. Like they didn't really suspect anything. But once Timothy's autopsy came back as a poisoning, the police made him their immediate suspect. Did, right did he have a bat. criminal? Right? Would they have suspected him as a yeah, scumbag? Well, he was definitely a scumbag. I, I think he was arrested a few times for fraudulent. Okay, so the, he had a record. Though. He had a record. But when it comes to like poisoning, especially poisoning children, they the first people they always look to are the parents. Are you gonna be the parent? Yeah. yeah, those are the first ones they look to. So he was their suspect number one immediately. But that 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 kind of changes for a little bit. 
So on on their investigation, their, their initial investigation, questioning of him that night, he says that he got five pixie sticks. He didn't say where he got it from. He said, I, I don't remember. Oh, I got okay. five pixie sticks. I gave them all out to kids, uh, two to my kids, two to my neighbor's kids, and one to this random kid, right? Right. To, to, that, to that little boy. So the, the cops are running around to get collect the pixie stick. So then they call his house and get his wife to, you know, hey, get the pixie stick from your kid. My call God, his neighbors, get the pixie stick from your kid. And it was really terrifying for the parents of the fifth kid. I never got a name for the kid, so I'm just going to say the 10-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't they didn't know what was going on so they get a call from the cops saying confiscate the pixie yeah, sticks con- confiscate all oh the pixie sticks oh my god i would have just had like an bag. instant stroke so they like ran to where the kid had stashed his candy tore through it there was not a single pixie stick and Uh-oh, it, okay. it would have been very obvious because it's a big 20 like 21 yeah. inch the, the, the big ones and so they got scared They're like oh fuck did he already eat it what the fuck so they ran upstairs and Look saw that he truck. was cuddling it in his bed asleep. He was asleep and he was cuddling it. The only thing that saved him was the fact that he was incapable of undoing the staple. So they so they knew they found out afterwards that he had poisoned all of them? Yeah. 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 Oh so, my god. Yeah. But I mean, again, if you're gonna murder kids, make sure they can open the fucking thing. Please. <laughs> you're, you're number using one. this big ass stapler. Like you, you saw the neighbor's kid unable to open it. Your kid was unable to open it. I'm kind of glad that the third kid was unable to open it. Oh, wow. But yeah. So, um, yeah, so they got it. And when they tested the candy, right, the one that Timothy ingested was enough, had enough uh, poison in it to kill like two, two adults, two full grown adults. Oh my and God. And then collectively on the other four pixie sticks, he could have probably bodied like four to five other adults with the amount of poison he and put he in these things. And he handed those out to little kids. Holy yeah, shit. and he just handed them out. Like he literally handed them out like candy. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Wow. And so they they questioned him again, and uh, O'Brien had at first, you know, he, he again he's like, I don't know where I where I got this the poisoned candy from. He didn't mention the hairy hand yet. No, nah, yeah, this is before the hand. So <laughs> they, they, they were suspicious from that. Uh, they got the candy. They were suspicious on him a little bit more because he couldn't remember we got the candy. But they knew that he had only gone two blocks that night. Okay, because of because the rain. Because of the rain. Right? Yeah, because of the rain. Okay. So they only went to two blocks. And so they're like, how do you not remember what fucking house you got the pixie sticks from? You, think you went to like, were... what, like eight houses? Like, what the fuck, asshole? And they were the only pixie sticks they yeah, got. The, yeah, the only pixie sticks they got, too. Like, they didn't have like any of the little ones. They didn't get anything. Just all the pixie sticks was from that one house. Um, So it's kind of, you know, they're like, okay, you're a fucking asshole. We, we obviously, we're suspecting you even more now. And after walking the police around the same block, the, the same two block area, five times they made five loops and he with him trying to like yeah, quote, remember yeah, trying where to he, remember where he got oh, it yeah wow. and it, you could actually like uh, i uh, was i saw some interviews with like like it was like written interviews of like people who are watching him walk the cops around the block around, around yeah. the time and they just said like he looked frantic he was scary looking he was like look around dart eyes darting around making jittery movements he was nervous wow and the cops saw that he was nervous oh yeah 
imagine like being like like a little kid and you're in trouble with like the principal and like you're lying and you're like oh how, what happened to little johnny's teeth did you kick it in like no i didn't kick it in it was the easter bunny and then it's like oh well, well find the easter bunny for me so then like they follow you around they know they got you in a lie yeah. but you have to produce a fucking easter bunny right yeah. that's the kind easter of situation bunny, hairy yeah, hand, yeah this difference. is the situation he's got to produce a hairy hand <laughs> <laughs> this is the situation that he uh, got himself Find into. Find the hairy hand. And so it, was, it wasn't until about the fifth lap that he finally stopped, looked at one house that they kept looking at the entire time. And then he, say, he pointed at the house and said, that's the house with the hairy hand. That's the house I got the candy. That ended up being the house of a man named Courtney Melvin. Okay. Which, I mean, can we just make fun of the guy's Courtney name? Courtney Melvin. Courtney. It's, it's Courtney. I had to uh, like, double check that shit. I'm like, Courtney, <laughs> yeah. Courtney, Courtney. Yeah, his name's Courtney, who was an air traffic controller and wasn't even home until 11 p.m. that night. Yeah. So, Makes well sense. after. So, someone broke in, someone with a hairy hand broke into his well, house and yeah, was handing out pixie uh, Apparently, because he was back well after the rain started and possibly ended. Cause, I mean, it's Texas. How much rain did they really get? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I was trick-or-treating in Texas and it started raining, I'd be like, yeah, I'll let up in a couple minutes. I'll just continue <laughs> trick-or-treating. I'll get all the best candy. Fuck all you assholes. <laughs> um, yeah, so the police quickly ruled uh, Courtney Melvin out after about 200 witnesses confirmed that he had been working that night. 200, yeah. You were an air traffic controller. They know exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Honestly, like I thought they were exaggerating when they said two hundred witnesses, because no one's got two hundred. I don't even know two hundred people. <laughs> I, I know I know probably like sixty people in my entire life, and maybe two of them will lie about me. Like will like <laughs> lie and give me like a like a like a an alibi. So I don't know two hundred fucking people those, that so they, will all confirm they have my lie. But yeah, they get to but, like the like number fifty, and like now we got to keep going. They get to number one hundred and fifty, like no, yeah, we no. need fifty more yeah, people. No, they, they got to two hundred, like all right, that's enough. Yeah, that's that's enough, enough eyewitnesses. <laughs> Honestly, like I work at a grocery store. I don't know how many people are working there like a night, maybe twenty. Yeah, I don't see a single one of them. So right. like the police All can't in go their own in there. Doing yeah, their own yeah. Shit. So no one can really. None of my employee, like none of my coworkers, can tell me. Like can tell the cops. Like, oh yeah, Eli definitely didn't poison those kids. He was <laughs> uh, he was at work. I don't even have one one witness that I work with. <laughs> the only reason, not even your manager. Yeah, not like, my I don't manager. Know. I haven't seen Eli. In yeah, weeks. yeah. Eli, like, and when he does show up, he doesn't even do anything. The only thing that tells me I have a job is the paycheck. That's, That's it. Right. That's literally it. <laughs> and it's not enough. So if you're my manager and you're listening. Give me a pay raise, please. <laughs> yeah, so he, so this Melvin guy had 200 witnesses. So the cops are like, all right, fuck it. Back to the drawing board. We still got our number one suspect. Yeah. And so O'Brien, you know, again, became the suspect. And he called the insurance agency on November 1st. You're kidding. November 1st, called the insurance agency asking about collecting on his son's policy. Oh, man. He's like, you know, I got bills due. And he didn't even hide it from the cops. Wow. So the cops found out real quick. They're like, what the fuck? You're not even grieving the next day, literally hours after your kid is dead. Because, like, his son died, like, you know, like, like 9, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So this is literally the next morning. He's like fucking like calling right the on the phone, like call, right on the phone wow. to get that money, man. He, he was fiending for that money. He needed that money. He'll suck a dick for that money. Wow. Yeah. So scumbag father of the year. Right there. <laughs> um, the police had also learned that Ronald O'Brien had attended a few courses at Harris County Community College and was interested in asking the chemistry teacher about doses of poison that could kill specific animals and where to get them. 
Oh my! So God. months before That's Halloween, not even... he went to community college to ask the chemistry teacher about poisons. Honestly, one of the best things you can get out of a community college. Honestly, education. it's like, hey, how do I get potassium cyanide, and how much do I need to kill a kid? And they yeah, actually I mean, give you like, the answer. The, he, yeah. That's the best form of education you can get. Honestly. Right. It would. Have been, it was worth it. Whatever he paid for that class was worth it. Uh, it was, and not only did he do that. O'Brien had also reportedly gone to a chemical wholesaler in order to purchase chemicals, and he had inquired with the clerk at the desk what the smallest amount of cyanide he could legally buy was. Mel, in 1974 <laughs> in Texas, do you know the smallest amount of cyanide you can legally buy is? No. No, no clue? Do I, I, give me a guess. Come on. Shot in the dark. I, enough to kill a small child. I don't know. Just shot in the dark, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what is the measurement, the unit measurement? It's in I weight. don't know. Well, weight was like one gram? I don't know. All right, so your, your guess is one my, gram? My, yes. The smallest legal amount you can buy in Texas in 1974? Smallest or largest? Smallest. The smallest? Yeah. Five pounds. <laughs> Who oh, the man. fuck needs five pounds of <laughs> potassium cyanide? So how many people could you kill with that? If he, You could probably take out like the entire eastern well, seaboard at that point. If he put enough poison in those pixie sticks in the top to not only plug the top, but to like kill like five or six adults. Yeah. He probably had enough to kill an entire town if he bought five pounds. Wow. You could have probably just put that shit in the well water and kill everyone. And no <laughs> one would know. Because it's cyanide. So, like, like, don't you find, like, no, no, sorry. That's arsenic that you find at, like, apple orchards. Right. right? Fuck, there goes that idea. Arsenic. Like, if there's an Is apple it orchard. arsenic or cyanide? No, I don't I, remember. I, I don't know. It's one of those I poisons. I don't eat apple seeds. <laughs> it's essentially, if there's a well water, well, if you have a live in a town where there's a water reserve next to an apple orchard and you want to kill everyone and get away with it, just put like cyanide or like arsenic <laughs> in the water and just watch everyone die. And you just blame or it just on buy the your apple. five pounds of yeah. Just just blame it on the apple cyanide? orchard. <laughs> Honestly, though, just like say fuck the apple orchard. They five always pounds. overcharge me in the fall, anyways. My girlfriend wants me to drag her fat, schlep her fat ass through all the different rows of apple trees. She doesn't even eat any of the fucking apples. She just wants to put them in the basket and take a picture for Instagram. <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, I have a. I am a completely well-rounded individual who does not harbor any resentment towards women ever. At all. At all. <laughs> not a single woman has ever hurt me. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently when the clerk told him, like, no, it's five pounds, bro. You, you can five only, pounds. yeah, it's, it's the smallest amount you can buy. He just left without buying anything. Because, <laughs> so I mean, what do you do with the leftovers? Because there would be a lot of leftovers. It would be quite a bit. You, you couldn't possibly eat those leftovers either. You'd have to have, it's like, a, back in the day, they didn't really have free cycle back then. Yeah, you no. Could, like, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not it the best around. thing for the environment to just, like, open your car window and dump like, like, whoosh, four, like, dump, like, four <laughs> pounds of cyanide at the window and just let the nature, like, like the wind take it. <laughs> That's probably not the best idea for any living organism within, like, a certain, like, like, like It would be, like, radius. Silent Spring Part 2. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes, but I mean, again, this motherfucker—he's not doing anything to hide his tracks. Not the, at like, all. The police found this information in like a day. Was he dumb? He must have been dumb. He must have thought he would have gotten away with it. Who knows? He might have been high on his own supply. I don't know. But when you when you implot and inquire about buying poison, at a and then someone near you dies from being poisoned. not not even that. <laughs> when you inquire about poison at a community college, and then you inquire about poison at a wholesaler buy something 
I know, yeah, seriously, just buy it. Just buy, buy it. Just buy anything. <laughs> it will make you immediately less suspicious. <laughs> Not that I want you to poison kids with pixie sticks on Halloween. Right. But, I mean, just buy something. Make yourself less suspicious, all right? <laughs> you don't, you're not going to go to, like, if you go to a drug dealer and say, hey, man, how much weed can I get for 20 bucks? And they say, you can get X amount of weed. And you just walk away. They're going to say that you're a cop and they're going to beat your ass. <laughs> you don't inqu- you don't go to a shop, ask them the price on something, no and then don't buy something. Yes. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then and it gets worse. It gets so much worse when it comes to like him not like covering his tracks whatsoever. So a customer reportedly talked to the police, a customer at his, uh, at a shop, you know, because uh, he's an opti- opti- uh, optician. optician, optician, yeah. I can't ever say the word, it's optician, I am a retard. <laughs> uh, so a, a customer of his that, you know, came to his store, right. uh, is, happened to be a chemist. Okay. And he, he just told, happened to be a yeah, chemist. He just happened to That's... be a chemist. And he told the police that O'Brien, for like the week that he kept going back into the shop to get his glasses right. or whatever, uh, claimed that he was quizzed by O'Brien on potassium cyanide and poisonings in general, specifically where it could be purchased in small amounts. Oh, smaller than smaller yeah, than smaller five than pounds. Smaller than five pounds. He's like, he's like, hey, buddy, you're a chemist. It's potassium cyanide. It, it's good for killing just kids, not right? For... Like, I, I, just, just, just a shot just... in the dark, you know. Just, just asking, you know, asking for the homies. Just, just, just a just, random, yeah, question. just random question. It's, just, it's for fun. It's, it's a research. I mean, it's a. I'm just doing some research. Yeah, it's conversation a conversation starter, piece right here, you know? right? How's the weather? And, uh, where do I get five pounds? Yeah, of where, 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 where do I get small amounts? Yeah, of where can I buy in like little amounts? You know, like, hey, you're a chemist, you know. You know? It's like me going. He's to, like, trying a to bar. save a buck, though. He's you know? trying to save Come a on. buck. He's wheeling and dealing. <laughs> He's going to all the right people who would have that answer. He yeah. really is. I mean, like, have you ever gone to like a bar and saw like the hot milf at, like at the bar, and you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, I could totally fuck that. I want to fuck that. Let's let's go fuck that. And you like walk up to her, and you're trying to like break the ice and say, I could fit like six apples in my ass. <laughs> that's the equivalent of what he did, you know. It's like something so outlandish and crazy that's not a part of like normal conversation, and then you're expecting it to go a specific way, and then you get surprised when it doesn't go that way. And then he walks away. Yeah, and then just and then it's like me saying, hey, and then just walks away. I can fit five apples in my ass, and I just walk away. I don't, even, I don't even offer to buy her a drink. I just walk right out the door of the bar and say, you know. Good, just and go. it just makes it so so much more memorable. It does. <laughs> it really makes you stick out like a sore thumb. The conversation thumb. with the police. Then she goes, and then he walked away. Yeah. yeah. And so now when they find <laughs> everyone's it, they find a kid poisoned with a pixie stick, and they say, "Oh, our only suspect had five apples shoved up his ass." <laughs> You're gonna stick out. <laughs> there will be 200 witnesses from the bar. Yeah. Say, yeah. Definitely, yeah. it was that guy. That, I remember that, that conversation. That guy. Yeah. I remember and him he walked saying away. that. And he walked away. He didn't <laughs> buy anything. He just walked away. <laughs> what an asshole he stuck out i remember his face and everything you want a social security number i have that i remember that he said what it was yeah so the cops literally had all the evidence that they needed to arrest this motherfucker yeah but they wanted more they wanted to bury him so with the with the evidence that they had they had enough for a search warrant and the police found residue matching the cyanide that killed timothy as well as a knife and a plastic piece that matched the candy tubes in his garage. 
Well, that's pretty so, damning so right there. So essentially, he just like cut open these. Like, he just did it in his own yeah, fucking yeah, garage. Yeah, he just did it in his garage. You know, like you know, the kids probably watched him do it. You know, they were probably get, coming home from school, get hop on their bikes, seeing dad fiddling around in the garage because he doesn't have a job because he's a loser. I mean, how many times were you in the garage and you saw your dad doing something fucking weird in the garage? And you didn't ask him what he was doing, but you saw him doing something like a, <laughs> like a little home pop project or something. But the garage, the garage is where the Playboys were locked up. So yeah, but like, I, like, I never really saw him in the garage. Right, so you, you never really saw him in the garage. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I saw my adopted dad doing something really weird or something suspicious. Odd. So, something suspicious at the workbench, and I never once asked him what he was doing. And probably, probably, should've. probably. Well, that might be a good thing that you didn't. No, but again, these he kids, might have handed you a pixie stick. Yeah, but you see, you don't know what your dad's doing in the garage until you ask. And you're, sp- you're, you have to ask, ask at least <laughs> once kids. If there's any moral to the story, ask your dad what he does in the garage at late at night by himself, at least once. <laughs> just, just do it. Save yourself the favor and never eat pixie sticks ever again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he was just cutting them open at his, uh, at his workbench, pouring in the cyanide, sealing them back up. They even found the fucking stapler. That no, he was the using one that did, in his house. So he had the that stapler. Too, that worked yeah, too well because yeah. the kids couldn't get the candy. Yeah, over. I mean, essentially, he was just using like like an industrial stapler. So it wasn't even a normal stapler. It was Damn. those big ass like staples that you used to like hang up like sheetrock or some shit. Damn. Yeah. So it's this motherfucker man. <laughs> Got residue on the knife, residue on the workbench, residue on the stapler, and then he still has the, the lazy motherfucker still had the, like the little plastic pieces from the tubes on the bench didn't and there was pixie stick dust it was all there all the evidence was there he damn. didn't even hit it with like a clorox wipe damn i mean come on your fucking lazy in this. I, like his entire life he's just been lazy and where it counts you can't be lazy and yet he was still lazy when it counts man that's true don't be lazy if you're gonna murder some children don't be lazy clean exactly. up everything so yeah so they found that shit and they're like all right this is the mo- this is our motherfucker and they arrested them this was like a day or two after the after Halloween, so it's like yeah. they got him real quick. So this was just this was just after he had contacted the insurance agency. Yeah, it was it was like the day after he contacted the, the insurance agency, and while they had him in custody, they even did a search of the two block radius. Or actually, I, I think they even did a search of like the entire town, figuring out what people were giving out for candy. Nobody, nobody was giving, nobody out, was giving out pixie sticks. Oh so he wasn't even choosing like a candy that was common. So if you're going to poison kids, right, make sure you don't leave a mountain of evidence, a, a complete trail of breadcrumbs that lead to you. Hold when you're off asking. on calling yeah, the yeah, insurance like, like agency. When, when you're Give at, it a week. Yeah, just, just, before you even get to that, <laughs> just, just don't leave a trail of breadcrumbs when you, from person to person you asked about poison, about specific poisons too. <laughs> don't attend a college course just to learn about poisons. And then when you do it, wipe your wipe your bench down, wipe everything down, throw away any sort of evidence. Yeah. Don't do it on Halloween. And if you do somehow decide to do it on Halloween, please use a candy that's a commonplace, like a Snickers, a Reese's, Buttercup, yeah. just something that everyone's going to be giving out. Right. And then, Words to live by if you're still successful, don't call the fucking insurance agency the next day. No. <laughs> Wait a week. No. Honestly, just... It's it's like it's like what happened with nine eleven. Like some comedians made a joke right after nine eleven, and people are like, "Oh, it's too soon." Just you know, do the the respectful thing. Wait a week. Right. Yeah. So after finding out all that shit, they they, they just arrested him, and uh, 
you know, for, for his crime for murdering Timothy and the attempted murders of like four other kids. Yeah, any of the kids he handed those pixie yeah, sticks yeah. to. Yeah, he got attempted murder charges for all of those. Good. Damn. I mean, that's just one way to, like, like if his neighbor didn't, like, already not like him before Halloween, that was just kind of like, like the, the worst neighbor yeah, ever. Yeah, th- th- that was, like, the last Halloween that he's, like, you know, I fucking hated that O'Brien, fucking John man. Wayne Gacy was a better neighbor, man. He kept Honestly, that shit though, to himself. At least John Wayne Gacy got you drunk and dressed as a clown and entertained you before he strangled you. Right. Right. So on June 3rd, 1975, so this is like a year later, so his trial took a year, uh, just just about, you know, was, was that like nine months or something? Yeah. Uh, the jury took 46 minutes before declaring him guilty of capital murder and gave him the death penalty. 46 minutes. They were like, you know what? 46 minutes. Like, they, they were probably like, if the we, ju- the, <laughs> honestly, they were like, if we wait another 15 give us a paid lunch they'll buy us lunch but they're like yeah that one juror is like nah man i i can't wait for that lunch man i got too much shit to do so they were all probably kicking his ass in the parking lot like you could have had free mcdonald's (laughs) it was just that was just a token yeah amount of time yeah they were probably all just the judge was like you can't you cannot just tell you can't tell me right here you have to go into the other room room for a while take a smoke break yeah just give give us us a half hour for respect right just for respect for the respect of the rule of law about yeah yeah. we got to pretend like we're actually doing our job (laughs) so shortly after he got the death penalty uh his wife filed for divorce whoa that's good a little too little too late but Yeah, yeah so so this guy's entire story from here on out, if you didn't already think he was a loser, it just shows how hated by everybody he became. Yeah, I mean, he became no... like America's most hated man. Like, I can't tell you, like, the level of hatred people had towards this guy. But it's like hilarious hatred. It's not just like, oh, fuck that guy. They everything that happens to this dude is fucking funny from this point on. Oh, so his God. wife files divorce, right. gets it. Later remarries. Now, I can't confirm who she remarried, but the rumor is that she remarried the neighbor. That's just a rumor. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? The, the, that, it's just a rumor. I couldn't confirm it. But yeah, it, apparently he was going through a divorce at the time too or something, according to the rumor, and she ended up remarrying the guy. <laughs> marrying the guy yeah so that uh if that's true that's fucking hilarious that's like it's like kicking your ex-husband in the balls right there um but again i can't confirm it's true so i don't want people to think oh, oh that must be true because eli said it and i'm just you know it's a rumor but believe everything else he yeah, says believe literally everything else i say because i do my i do impeccable research yes thank you wikipedia yes thank you wikipedia <laughs> so after his conviction he was dubbed the candy man Oh wow! Yeah, so oh, the, that's, so this that's, that's is, yeah. the can- oh, yeah, so wow. he's he's the Candyman. Candy man. Yes. Wow. Um, At least yes. he got a title out of it. Yeah, I mean, great movie. I can't remember the actor's name. He's in a bunch of stuff. Love him as an actor. He's great. He was in a he was good in Tales uh, Tales from the Hood. Okay. Um, he was also the uh, was it the, the coroner from uh, Final Destination? It was mm. like also kind of like the devil or something yeah he's a great actor like uh tony todd yeah tony todd man that that this, that's the actor's name who plays Candyman. fucking phenomenal horror actor i love him you you will love him too we, we got to watch more of his movies <laughs> um but yeah yeah no before tony todd was known as the Candyman, it was o'brien who was known wow. as the Candyman. and this solidified his role as becoming the one of america's most hated criminals and due to his actions he forever altered how we celebrate Halloween. 
Yeah, seriously. Forever. All these years later. Yeah, because he was the later. confirmation that all of our crazy ass parents needed to check our candy and be paranoid on Halloween. We brought our candy back. You, you have yeah, to let, well, make sure you bring it back so we can check it. Nobody ever checks shit. Yeah, we yeah, were, no, yeah, and we, we knew to eat at least half of it but, before we got yeah, home. Yeah, because the, the <laughs> parents used to use it as an excuse to just eat your fucking candy on you. No, my, no, my parents didn't eat my candy. Yeah, see, my, my adopted parents, not only did they eat the candy, but the candy that they didn't want but didn't eat, they threw out. Really? Yeah. Well, you didn't. You you didn't eat. You, you didn't get your own candy. No, I got my own candy. They they oh. would just pick through what they wanted while I was asleep. And then if there's something that why they, can't they, they didn't buy like, their own candy instead of like leaving it in the fucking bag, they would just throw it into the trash can. They're, they're like, I don't want this, so this means that they don't want it. And just threw it away. And they can't buy their own candy. That's weird. no, because they would they like they would like empty the candy bowl into like the last kid's bag and say we don't want any more candy. So they would have extra candy left over. Instead of eating that candy, they would sift through our candy, eating our candy, and then just give away the last of their candy to like the last kid. Lucky oh bastard. Oh my god. And they always got the good candy too. They got like the milk duds and they got like the Snickers and like the, the hundred grand bars and stuff. They they got the good candy. Damn. I know, right? It's fucking assholes. <laughs> This is why I don't have a relationship with them, by the way. <laughs> it's just specifically the Halloween yeah, candy. Specifically, nothing yeah, specifically, nothing else. Just, just the, the Halloween, Halloween candy. candy. Okay. I, still, I still hold a grudge from that. <laughs> so in jail, O'Brien was despised and shunned by his fellow inmates for, killing that, for not only killing his child, but also Halloween. So inmates. <laughs> you have fucked people, it up for generations yeah, of kids. Asshole. People with life sentences in prison and state in like Texas were pissed at him wouldn't would not sit at the lunch table with him would not sit at the table they would not you know play ball with him and wreck they they hated him and and i would understand if they hated him just for like you know like killing his kid yeah but they hated him for the halloween thing too. specifically because and these the are halloween motherfuckers thing. who are also in there for probably killing kids and like raping women and like beating pimps and just they're in there for horrific shit and they're judging this one guy who who like, killed his kid on halloween damn that's how hated you have to be like they were probably more okay with pedophiles than they were with this guy damn yeah and that's 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 ultimately that's hilarious (laughs) that's just how much they hated him and if i haven't gotten through to you just how far their hatred for him went on the day that he was being executed executed i I couldn't find his 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 his, uh execution date anywhere's But apparently the inmates found out what date he was supposed to be executed on. Yeah. And so they petitioned to be able to throw a party the night he gets executed. Oh, my That's how much they hated him. They wanted to throw a party. Yeah, to celebrate his execution. Wow. Yeah, that's... And then the entire party was to express their hatred. That's how... It's a hate party. It's a hate party, man. And honestly... You might have been able to see some Aryan Brotherhood guys hanging out with some black dudes. They, they, they were united in their hatred of the United together man. To, in the hatred of the candy man. Yes. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, they didn't get to throw that party because the execution was postponed. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, apparently, O'Brien got a very good lawyer who speaks legalese very well because he was able to petition the court for a new execution date on the grounds that the lethal injection was too inhumane. He considered it was as cruel and unusual punishment because officially O'Brien would have been the first 
inmate in Texas history to be executed that in that in that manner due to lethal injection. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually speechless about that. The way that he executed his own son. Yeah, and like, and they, and, and they, and this, this lawyer. I'm assuming this lawyer was hated just as much as I, O'Brien. I would say that, yeah. If you're going to defend a guy who poisoned, and, and with your, that, in that kid, way, and like, actually come up, like, how did yeah. they even like were not like, throwing up yeah. in their own mouths as they Again, were trying to do this? Lawyers are scumbags. But they're lawyers. That's true. Lawyers are scumbags. That's true. His, his job isn't to you know do consider the rights and the wrongs of the case his job is to make sure that he gets all scumbags off scot-free you have to be a scumbag to understand a scumbag right that's true and yeah so he he got the first stay and it was due to that and that was kind of all right you know it was all right then the second date was also postponed yeah i couldn't get the second date but it was postponed. But before Judge Michael McSpade and scheduled his third execution date to be October thirty first, nineteen eighty two. Wow! The judge l- literally this, this is on record. He offered to dr- personally drive O'Brien to the death chamber himself. Oh, so that's how much he's hated oh, wow. that this judge. Yeah, gave him the stay that his lawyer wanted, the second stay. Yeah, but said, "I will drive you to your execution personally." Wow. Yeah. However, due to the trial paperwork and the lawyer filing even more appeals, the third date was further postponed. And his fourth execution date was set to be on March 31st, 1984. So this motherfucker. So this was 10 years after. Yeah, this motherfucker managed to escape the death penalty for 10 years just through using legal bullshit loopholes. Wow. That's how good his lawyer was. Honestly, I I, kind of hope his lawyer got paid a little bit for this because, you know, he he was doing a good job. Like, if if I was going to be executed for poisoning a kid, I'd want this guy to represent me. He would (laughs) would buy me at least a decade, you know, a decade of life. Being hated, being in, hated, in being prison. hated in prison for the man killing Halloween. Although, if I was if I was O'Brien and I got the third date on to be Halloween, I would have been like, okay. I'm I gonna, know you I'm, can't resist. You can't really I, you pass can't resi- that. Up, can't though. resist the temptation you to just, create a can't. legend. Oh, that would actually have that been, would form that a legend. Been, it really would have. It would have been phenomenal. That was a missed that, opportunity. It, it was. It was. It's like what, like eight years later, eight, yeah. eight years after after the Halloween you killed. Like, yeah, come on. You have to. You have to. Yeah. So he got his, his execution date, March 31st, 1984. And in the final attempt at postponing the date, the lawyer sought an additional stay. So he filed for like a fifth stay. However, the, um, the and, and he cited the reason for the stay because O'Brien wanted to see his ex-wife one last time. Okay. And the appeal looked like it was going to go through. Like It looked like it was going to be accepted. But one very good judge, uh, very good federal judge, on March 28th, so like two or three days before the execution, denied the appeal. He said, "No, fuck it. This guy's this guy's gonna he's gonna get the injection. Fuck him." So on March 31st, 1984, there was a public gathering outside the prison. Oh wow! On one side, there were protesters who were opposing the death penalty, and on the other side were 300 happy ass Texans cracking cold beers and tailgating the entire day i think i remember that from the documentary yeah, they were there the that. entire day were they selling t-shirts and shit yeah they were selling t-shirts <laughs> they were they were eating burgers they were they were roasting yeah, hot like, dogs yeah, like, drinking beers yeah. partying 
they were there the entire day. They they knew they didn't have to be there the entire day, but they chose to be there the entire day. <laughs> That's how hated Ronald O'Brien was. Or how easily you can throw a party in Texas. I mean, you don't really need it. Just ex- like just show up here but, with I mean, a, like, with a pickup truck. There will be burgers yeah, and but, beer. I mean, like, come on. T- tailgating in New York is hard. Tailgating in Kentucky, especially in March. No, yeah, you're gonna yeah, tailgate in March yeah. in New York. Tailgating in Kentucky is a little bit harder than it is in Texas, but not as hard as it is in New York. In Texas, they throw tailgates every time that someone flips the switch on Old Smoky. Do they every single time? Yeah, like every like every weekend, you just go to the tail like the local local prison. And there's a tailgate for somebody. But what made this one so special? is the fact that it's not only just old people who would just love watching retards fry. Yeah. It's a lot of like a lot of young adults and teenagers who were kids. Who night. were kids at the time. The, at the the time. Kids yeah. at the night he killed it. They were celebrating it. Some of their some of them had kids that were celebrating it. So it was it was generational. There's there's like multiple generations of people from the town celebrating this. I, so I, I went trick-or-treating that, be, that yeah. year. I know I did. Let that be a lesson to everyone out there. If you want to bring your gener- like multiple gener- different generations of your town together, just find a child murderer. Yeah. They, they, rally, that's around, what you rally around them and being around executed. Their, yeah. Even they, if it's a public the lynching. The death penalty bringing Americans together. I know, right? See, see, that's what happened. We got rid of the death penalty in most of our states. And everyone just became more disconnected. We are disconnected. Oh, it's not cell phones. It's not social media. It's the execution. We stopped executing retards who deserve to be executed. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that all retards need to be executed because I am a big fan of the the, the mentally disabled and the handicapped. Um, those aren't the retards I'm talking about. The yeah, retards that's not are, sarcasm. Yeah, no, just to no, tell no, people no, that yeah, is no. actually not yeah. sarcasm. I, yeah, I'm not talking about like actually retarded people. I'm talking about the retards who kill their kids and then don't even bother hiding the evidence. Right, exactly. To me, that's the definition of a retard. You have there's no respect. Yeah, for if you're a little like slow, you're a little slow. You're not a retard. Yeah. Unless, of course, you tried killing your kid, you know, and you just fucked it up. Then yes, you happen to be a slow person who is a retard. Yeah. But that's a it's a whole different conversation. <laughs> we will actually do an episode eventually where it's, it's going to cover retards that kill. Oh my god! And I will be at the top of the list. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah. So they were there throwing tailgate, having the fucking time of their lives, waiting for the news of the execution. And just before midnight, O'Brien was given its final meal. Mel, what do you guess a man like Ronald O'Brien's final meal being? <laughs> I have no idea, but I hope that there were not pixie sticks involved. Now just just give me a guess. Like, <laughs> if you were going to be like put to me? death, and you know you're going to be put to death, what's your final meal? I. It would actually be my own homemade pizza. <laughs> yeah, you. you, you want but then them I would to have to cook my own. I would have to. Yeah, they'd have to allow me to make my own pizza, and then I would have my. That own might pizza. actually be a first. I mean, Texas might Why? tell you to go fuck yourself. But, like, <laughs> that might be a first. You know, to make your they own, wouldn't like, bring. They wouldn't let people bring their own, like a little. You know. No. Let them into a kitchen. In, in fact, okay. uh, I forgot the name of the case, <laughs> but there was a case where this guy had like the most elaborate, fucked up, final meal request. 
and it ruined final meal requests for everyone. Everyone? Oh, uh, it was that yeah, one so, asshole. So they no longer do it in this country. And in, in America, it, your final meal nowadays is just, just comes off the menu. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever is in prison. At, do they at have the time. menus in prison? I don't know. No, I've they don't have been. menus in prison though. You just show up <laughs> like a la carte, and some inmate no? <laughs> some inmate takes a, <laughs> takes a ladle and slops some slop on your on your tray oh, and right. says, okay. the fuck I've out only of seen here. that in TV and shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, they don't get a menu, they don't get to sit down. There's know. no waiter with like a <laughs> apron on it's prison mail yeah so I, I would say you know my final meal would be like honestly shellfish because fuck them the state's not going to take me out i'm going to take myself out i'm going to the shellfish i'm going to go out my own goddamn terms damn the then state. it would be like they, they, they wouldn't get you would deprive them of the satisfaction would. it would be like your I one would. final asshole I, yeah I would, I would say fuck you i'm doing it on my own crab and legs bitches. i'm going to make sure when i die i have the middle fingers going that way like you know like and uh, the little like, crab yeah. hands can be little the little crab hands yeah I'll, <laughs> stick, I'll stick a crab on my deck and be like fuck you motherfuckers ha 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 i won as you're dying fuck of you. anaphylactic shock yeah, <laughs> just make sure the rigor mortis keeps my my middle fingers off. That's how I'm going to go in my go go in the prison go 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 in the the pauper's grave. Just fingers oh, off. Oh man. man, fuck them. All right. So O'Brien's final meal consisted of a T-bone steak, medium to well done, French fries and ketchup, whole kernel corn, sweet peas, lettuce and tomato salad with a French dressing, iced tea. Lots of sweetener, saltines, a Boston cream pie, and a handful of rolls. How how would you even eat a meal that big before you fucking die? Well, a lot of people would order. How do you even like, have well, an appetite? Here's the thing: a lot of states used to have a law where like they couldn't kill you until after you finished the meal, but you only had one sitting this for the meal. But they didn't like say like how long you had to finish the meal no doggy so a lot bags. of yeah no doggy bags so a lot of guys would like order huge meals and just eat it all very slowly to try to extend their lifespan to delay the execution <laughs> and a lot of guys Damn. and i think there was a few cases where a lot of guys did that and they actually eventually like like were managed to do it for long enough that like they were able to like postpone their their death for um like the state governor to give them a stay of execution because because the, the governors like you would give people a stay oh, of execution oh, that's like, right. like all they the can, time and they can just do that and they can they do that whenever, whenever but want. that takes time and paperwork to get through so a lot of yeah. like a lot of the prisoners have actually died before the paperwork got finished and they I never got it. their stay but uh, you know, conversely, there was some guys who were like just trying to give a give themselves a it's few like extra eating minutes. their peas like one pea. At yeah, a time. and the, and they got the dream, and they got the dollar, they got the dream. And the, <laughs> the paper went through, and as they were finishing the last bite, they said, "You know what? You got to stay in a dope ass <laughs> meal." I mean, come on. Yeah, so that was his. Uh, it's not it's not a bad final meal for him to have. I do agree with the Boston cream pie. That yeah. that would have to be on my list. But really, a salad. Yeah, but it's not even like a normal salad. It's a boring ass salad where it's just well, lettuce yeah. and just tomato with yeah, French dressing. That's just sad. Yeah, it's like a at fat, least it wasn't like, Thousand Island. That's like something that I, like a fat like 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 stay at home mom would like have just drown that shit in ranch. Like, <laughs> but it's healthy because it's just lettuce and tomatoes. Because make sure you, you eat your greens before you had your lethal injection. I know, right? He, he made sure he had a well balanced meal. Yeah, and if you thought he wasn't annoying already and already hated you're gonna hate his how long-winded he was when he gave his final words i was like your final words were like one sentence or something no this motherfucker gave a paragraph 
Okay. I'm going to read them to you. All of it? All of it. <laughs> Out of respect for the candy. Make candy. sure you're seated. Make sure you have a beverage yeah, so, available. Yeah, so make sure you're seated. Make sure, you know. You, put your feet up if you, you're at You home. pulled one out before you if got comfortable. If you're at work, put your feet up anyway. Yeah, shit in your boss's desk. That's called a uh, corporate hot pocket. <laughs> you know, pour yourself a drink. Sit tight. So his final words were, <laughs> and I quote, what is about to transpire in a few moments is very wrong. It's not good English, <laughs> but th- those are his words. So he wasn't a very smart guy. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask for forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, uh, respectively, as human beings. To my loved ones. Technically, it said loved one. Huh. So he is. He already recognized he only like, had to one my sons, one. and he crosses the yeah, son, yeah. remaining Yeah, son. so I ad lib the loved ones because I expected there to be more, but it's not. I extend my undying love. So he loves one person. I wonder who that was. Probably his ex-wife. To those close to me, know in your hearts, I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's blessings be always yours. P.S. During my time here, I have been treated very well by all TDC personnel. Okay. So he just wanted to make sure he let the prison guards know that they treated him pretty well, which is surprising <laughs> for how hated he was. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So just after midnight, Ronald Clark O'Brien enters the death chamber, and the news is read out through the prison fence to the public. The tailgaters cheered, screaming trick-or-treat while they showered the death penalty demonstrators with candy. Oh, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. They, they're like, <laughs> trick-or-treat, and they're throwing candy at the people protesting the thing. I'm okay with that. That's all good fun. That's how much they hated him. And after O'Brien's crimes became public, Halloween safety programs were implemented in Pasadena, Texas, and birthed the urban legend of Candyman. Wow. Which it, it did and it didn't. The the fear and the idea was there, but the threat didn't become real until after the Candyman. And that's where they actually got the title Candyman was from him. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he kind of birthed it, kind of didn't. Yeah. But it's not the only pop culture reference to the Candyman. You, know, you have the movie, which has nothing to do with the case. Right. Whatsoever, but still a great movie. Mm-hmm. There is a band called Susie and the Banshees. Now I'm assuming it's Susie because it's S I. It's Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, That's yeah, from yeah, my yeah. Era. It, but it's it's pronounced it's it's spelled like the Indian tribes. Who, right. Yeah. So Susie and the Banshees recorded a song about O'Brien called Candyman, and it's the first track on their album Tinderbox, hmm. which is copyright protected. So I I couldn't get a, a sample for us, unfortunately. Right. But it is a phenomenal song. Listen to it. It's fucking great. Um, prior to this man's crime, the urban legend of razor blades or poison being put into candy on Halloween, it didn't exist. Oh, but that pre... So that the razor blade thing predates him? Yeah. It, okay. it predates him and his crime, but it inspired might have inspired later crimes such as the Tylenol poisoning. Oh, okay. Which I think that was like the 90s or early 2000s where a bunch of people were being killed by like tampered 
and Tylenol bottles, which is why when you buy like over-the-counter medications, they all have like tamper-proof caps. The foil caps. seal yeah. and shit like that, yeah. And the, and the cotton balls and everything. So, yeah, so he might have been like inspiration for that. Hmm. But, yeah, officially no stranger has ever poisoned your kids on Halloween. However, the idea that a depraved criminal targeting kids on Halloween with tempered can- tampered candy is more fact than fiction. Okay. He he proves it's more fact than fiction, but the the source of that fear isn't from kids, it's from the adults. So like the the idea is uh, uh it's, it's kind of strong within adults cuz like when you're a kid you you believe in like uh go- goblins and ghosts. Right. But when you're an adult, you don't. You, you tend to lose that fear. However, you gain a very real fear of criminals. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of like, it's a contemporary legend that started with the anxiety of adults that right. got made real by this motherfucker. Um, yeah. And so after after Timothy's death, the concept of a madman poisoning candy became all too real. Right. Which I know I probably said right. like six times by now, but. I got it written in my notes that many times. Apparently, I'm a good note taker. <laughs> and just for a fun fact, in the te- in the area of uh, Pasadena, Texas, kids weren't allowed to go trick or treating across this well across the entire state for years after after the case. So after after it got shut down, kids in Texas did not get Halloween. Wow. They weren't allowed to trick or treat. They weren't allowed to do anything. Kids were stayed indoors. Parents didn't even buy them candy. Probably. Yeah. It was really fucking sad. And it took a while for Halloween to get back up there in the holidays for like the entire nation until COVID. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that I, I skipped like the whole COVID thing. When like you know I was like you know fuck COVID. I'm glad I didn't have COVID during Halloween when I was a kid. <laughs> and that is the Candyman. That that's all the information I got. I got in the guy. Alrighty. Pretty interesting case. It's pretty it hardcore. Is. It's uh kind of fucked up. I probably ruined it, you know, a few times, but hey. Oh no. man, you did great. And we, the, we are definitely a professional podcast. We are. We are. We will only get better. Like it's like fine wine and old women. You only get better with age, right? <laughs> I will take that as a compliment. All right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, th- that's it. Well, uh, thank you for listening. This is our Halloween special. Yes, we will get back in the next episode. Back to the uh, the cryptids of West Virginia. That's right, the cryptids of West Virginia. And then we do have a few other episodes planned out. Uh, yes. stay tuned. Stay posted on our Facebook page. We will post little hints and clues to whatever we're working on in the future absolutely and uh yeah so i guess we just gotta end the show with our usual bit of advice and what is it it is don't fuck in the woods yes don't fuck in the woods all right good night those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening if you want to catch up on the latest news, you can find us on Spotify, Facebook.com slash DeliverUsSomeEvil, or email us at DeliverUsSomeEvilPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your support, and remember, don't fuck in the woods. <laughs>